Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A nation. Good evening. It is 7 o'clock straight up. I'm Di Rice with the very latest in live local and national news. And we have election coverage coming up for you in mere moments right here on KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM, the station that leaves no listener behind. The California voters may soon be able to snap ballot box selfies without breaking the law. The fact that there are people out there with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers on social media that will get a social cue that not only is it time to vote, but it's the cool thing to do. That is critically important to get a new generation of voters voting. Assemblyman Mark Levine has authored a new bill that allows ballot box selfies. The bill has passed through the House and will be voted on by the Senate tomorrow and is expected to hit the governor's desk by September. As of right now, California law prohibits photos and videos within 100 feet of a polling place. At all 407 polling places throughout San Bernardino County, voters are able to take ballot selfies with... their unmarked ballots and their I voted stickers in front of a new ballot selfie poster. Now, so the rule is to stay in compliance 100 feet away from actual polls and you have to use an unmarked ballot. County selfie campaign is increased is uh, its goal is to increase voter turnout, which sunk to 30 percent in California for the 2014 June primary. Ballots in Riverside and San Bernardino counties will feature eight congressional seats that are up for elections, plus uh, several more for state and Senate assembly. Special measures will be decided in Riverside, Hemet, and Colton. In addition to Prop 50, the statewide ballot is packed with 32 candidates who want to succeed retiring Senator Barbara Boxer. 
And finally, Riverside's voter turnout has been solid, about the same as the 2008 presidential primary, according to a report from Registrar of Voters, Rebecca Spencer, just about an hour ago. She attributes the sizable primary turnout to the fact that people are voting for an open presidential and U.S. Senate seats. Inland Empire weather tomorrow. More hazy sunshine, just like what we had today, and expect that all week. Tomorrow should be the warmest day with a high of about 92. Today we got up to about 87 degrees. Tomorrow, though, also expect breezy conditions as well as on Thursday. Then we're going to be cooling down as the week wears on with highs into the 80s. Currently, we are at 78 degrees here in San Bernardino on the station that leaves no listener behind, KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. In an unbelievable breach of protocol, good journalism and basic ethics, NBC News called the nomination for Secretary Clinton yesterday based upon presumptive superdelegate votes that won't be cast until the national convention during the last week of July. NBC's decision to call the election in favor of Mrs. Clinton occurred in the face of the Democratic National Committee statement saying it was wrong to call the winner because six states have not yet voted, including California, the state with the most delegates of all the 50 states. KCAA Radio wholeheartedly rejects and condemns the actions of NBC News. No responsible news organization would announce the winner of an election before tens of millions of Americans had voted in six states. KCAA Radio urges voters to ignore this announcement by NBC News. Go to the polls and cast your vote. Tuesday, June 7th is Election Day here in California, and for the first time, the Inland Empire is relevant. It's up to us to vote and choose the direction for the entire country. Now more than ever, as California goes, so goes the nation. And KCAA will be right there on the spot to cover both the presidential races and the many important local races, too. Will we re-elect Pete Aguilar? Will the huge differential in absentee ballots, almost 2 to 1 in favor of Democrats, really amount to a big win for the party of Andrew Jackson? Or is it just more of the same? On Election Day, KCAA will be right there covering the local races, such as the Anything Could Happen 23rd Senate race, right here in the heart of the Inland Empire. Don't miss KCAA's special election coverage in the morning, throughout the day, and when the polls close. KCAA, 10.50 a.m. and 106.5 FM, the Inland Empire's only live and local CNBC news station. And it is that time, KCAA, 10.50 a.m. and 106.5 FM. The stations that leave no listener behind. Keep the music going, Carlos, that sounds so good. (laughs) The NBC elections theme, of course, uh, lots of controversy coming about the NBC and Associated Press uh, release of uh, the Clinton nomination before the California primary actually began. And our station owner uh, took exception with that, Fred Lundgren, and... uh, that's what you heard. Thank you very much, Di, holding up a sign that says good luck. We appreciate that. As we embark on our election night coverage, we have very special guests to start off the night. First of all, uh, we have Melissa Eichmann. Melissa is the public information officer from the San Bernardino County of Registrar of Voters. And also we have the chair of the California, oh, uh, excuse me, I gave him a promotion, the chair of the county 
Democratic Party, Chris Robles. So I'll first say hello to Melissa. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Doing great. And we'll bring Chris on in just a moment. Uh, Chris uh, is uh, Robles is with us too. Uh, he's very interested in these results and uh, uh, what is going on today. He is the uh, chair of the San Bernardino County Democratic Party. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's uh, it's a great day, and and uh, we'll find out from Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Uh, but Hi. I think turnout is is high. Uh, it was at my polling location. Well, great. And we also have in the studio with us Lacey Kendall, who is the uh, former general manager of KCA. We're very honored and privileged to have Kate Lacey with us. She also works at California State University San Bernardino now, and she mm-hmm. is the broadcast media market consultant up there. That's right. Thank you for having me. Thank it's you. It's to be here. Thank you, uh, Lacey. She's also a, uh, an employee of KCAL, one of our very fine, esteemed uh, brethren in the radio market here. Yeah. Yeah, and also was a former candidate for Rialto City Council. That, too, so, is, is very true. Very good. So let's, first of all, uh, we've got uh, a very important person, the public information uh, uh, person from the San Diego County Registrar of Voters, Melissa. Melissa, um, Chris says that the turnout has been high. Would you agree with that? Well, from what we saw in our mid-rate returns, um, it was a moderate to high turnout, Um as compared to the 2012 election, um, we definitely saw a higher turnout. Um, we haven't quite reached those numbers of the 2008 as of that time, um, but we'll be getting some ballots back here soon, so we'll find out. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the figure that I have is there's 784,130 voters in San Bernardino County. Uh, is that correct? That's and, correct. And I'll read down some of the party uh, preferences here. Uh, of course, uh, no, non-party preference is 178,000. Uh, then the Democrats are 303,592. Republicans are 264,149. And then in between there, we have the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the American Independent Party actually has 27,000. But the rest of the parties have three, four, five thousand 5,000 uh, registered voters. So most of the voters are, of course, Democrat and Republican. And, of course, that's kind of the races we're kind of paying attention to. Melissa, can you tell us a little bit? I, I've heard these astronomical figures that in the state of California about the vote-by-mail uh, absentee voter returns have been extremely high. Can you tell us about that in San Bernardino County? Well, in San Bernardino County, we have received, as of today's mail, we have received about 66,000 um, Democratic mail ballots back, and we received about 62,000 of the Republican mail ballots back. Um, that accounts for about 40% of the ones that we've sent out on both in both parties. And I'm sure Chris wants to know, Chris, uh, non-party preference, do you have that figure? I do, I do. Um, the no nonpartisan voters um, have returned about 12,000 ballots. Um, and then we have a category of nonpartisan voters that have chosen to vote in the Democratic Party's primary, and we've got about 4,000 of those ballots back. 4,000. And, of course, I don't believe there is any figure for Republicans because the Republicans don't allow that. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Chris, do you have a question for Melissa? Uh, well, Melissa, um, how, uh, uh, how many uh, ballots do you think will get counted tonight versus uh, uh, Friday? Are we going to have definitive results tonight, or will it take some time? 
I'm not sure if there's going to be definitive results tonight, but we are going to count all of our polling place ballots that we received tonight. Um, we we expect to have that count done probably about 2 in the morning. Um, as far as the mail ballot returns, everything that we received back by noon today will be included in this um, in these results at 8.05 tonight. Um, it might be around 130,000 ballots in that 8.05 results, maybe a little more. I'm sorry, did you question, did you ask me a question? I'm sorry, I lost you just for a second. Melissa, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Okay, okay. Um, I think Lacey has a question about uh, the 8 p.m. results. The uh and if they're going to be returned at 8 p.m., or when can we expect the first results? Yeah, when will the when will we start hearing the finals come in, Melissa? The first results are going to be released at 8:05 p.m., and that's going to include just the mail ballots that we received by noon today. So all of those results will be in there. Um, then we're going to we're going to release results every two hours after that. So at 10 o'clock at night, we're going to have all of our um, ballots that we picked up midday at the polling places, so these are polled ballots. Uh -huh. We're going to have those in our 10 p.m. report. And then we'll have many more of the polling place ballots um, for voters that voted later on in the day mm -hmm. by midnight. And then we'll have, we should have the balance of them in by about 2 in the morning is my guess. That's usually when it closes out. 2 a.m. And, you know, San Bernardino County is such a big county. Uh, yeah. Huge job on the part of the registrar voters. We usually have Michael Scarpello in, but he has been very busy uh, today uh, doing various other sundry things. And and uh, so next time we'll catch Michael. But Melissa, you know, did we did we get helicopters in the air today? Tell us about the uh, procedure and what's going on. Yes, we are going to have some of our ballots flown in by the sheriff's helicopters. So out in Needles, it's it's quite a ways away, and to wait for them to drive in, we wouldn't even be able to finish reporting the results as early if we didn't have them flown in. So those will be coming in um, sometime after ten, and they'll be the helicopter will land across the street. So I'm really excited to go out there and see that helicopter. It's kind of an exciting <laughs> night. <laughs> Helicopters always are exciting, mm -hmm. i got to tell you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, recently here at, at uh, KCAA, we uh, put a new FM radio station on at 106.5, an FM translator. And uh, we had to put it on this hill, and we had to get some very heavy generators and transmitting equipment up there that we couldn't drive up there. And we certainly weren't going to carry it up, so we hired a helicopter. And I was the one, like, like you know, Radar and Trapper John and all those people on the ground in MASH, <laughs> These big, huge, heavy generators over my head being lowered down onto the ground. And I was directing and was like, wow, this is kind of fun, exhilarating, and scary at the same time. <laughs> helicopters do that. That's just kind of a fun yes. thing about helicopters. Melissa, yeah. we, as, as everybody's mentioning, San Bernardino County is so enormous. Are there any other areas? I mean, um, you mentioned out towards needles and whatnot, but are there other areas that have particular challenges in pulling together the folks in their region uh, to, to grasp those votes? Um, we have areas out in Trona um, getting those ballots back here, the same thing. Um, and sometimes, you know, in in the winter when we go into the November election, sometimes we have challenges bringing ballots back down from the mountain if there happens to be any snow going on. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll have good weather then. But for tonight we don't foresee any other challenges bringing ballots back. Well, that's good news. Yeah, it's a big challenge. 
I didn't count the number of races in San Marino County tonight that are going to be the uh, uh, counted, uh, but I bet you there's probably over 75. Um, well, believe it or not, there is only about 44 contests on the ballot this time around, but we have okay. 232 candidates. Wow. Yeah, I was, okay, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say where we are lacking in the normal amount of issues that we're voting on, boy, we've certainly made up for it with candidates. Oh, yeah. 33 United States Senate candidates to yeah. count. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I mean, these guys must be looking down the eye of this train, coming down the track, going, yeah. whoa, what did we get ourselves into? Uh, <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, that's not counting all of the other, you know, presidential. Uh, you've got to count, you know, all of the president races separately because, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we elected, I think, three years to go to the open primary system if I'm not mistaken, where, you know, any candidate, it's just the top two candidates, you can vote for any candidate statewide. But federally, you can you still have to go by the federal laws. You have to go and you have to vote by your party. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Preference that you've chosen to affiliate with for president, except as you said, the Democrats do allow that, right? That's correct. And, And the American Independent Party and the Libertarian Party has allowed it for this election as well. Yeah. Chris, did I hear something from you there? Oh, no, I'm actually in the car with my wife. We just finished voting. Oh, okay. Um, but but in, in in the topic we're discussing, uh, you know, this was a, a two-sided ballot, uh, at least my, mine was. But I would assume with all of the ballot measures uh, come November that it's going to be uh, maybe a multi-page ballot. Yes, in November it's definitely going to be a multi-page ballot. We expect that there could be upwards of 17 or 18 statewide propositions on the ballot. So it's going to be a challenge. And then there's all the uh, all the local races: school board, water board, city council. Those are all in November as well. Absolutely, 22 of our 24 cities go on the ballot. A lot of the school districts and the special districts as well. You're absolutely right, Chris. And, of course, we'll have far many more propositions. Lacey, you alluded to this. You know, uh, about three years ago, uh, the Senate decided and then the uh, Assembly decided, it's kind of a bipartisan effort, to uh, make sure that only uh, on the general election uh, would we have 
ballot propositions. We had so many people from out of state putting ballot propositions on our ballot. It was costing us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we're only going to do this not in the primaries but during the general elections. So we're going to see a lot of ballot propositions, just not now. We do have one, uh, yeah, we which do. we'll talk about in yeah. a little bit after we get uh, Melissa uh, off because the air, because we don't want to talk about things that, that are, are uh, partisan while we have the public information officer from the uh, San Bernardino County Registrar of, Off- uh, Registrar of Voters. We don't want to put right. her in that position. <laughs> so uh, that's not that we're anxious to get rid of you. We just want to res- be respectful that we, we can't ha- talk about partisan things mm-hmm. uh, yes, while, while we have her on. And we are certainly grateful to, to have had the information uh, that you have given us. And uh, uh, we uh, reserve the right to call you back in a little while um, if we have another question or so and, and you are available. Uh, we would be delighted to, to talk to you more, Melissa. All right. Wonderful. Just let Thank me know. You. Okay, Melissa Eichmann, the Public Information uh, Media Officer from the San Bernardino County Registrar of Voters. And, of course, she has her uh, compadre in Riverside County, too. We weren't uh, able to get a hold of them, but we we would certainly welcome them uh, and interviewing with them, too. So thank you, Melissa. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And, of course, we still have Chris Robles on the line. Chris Robles uh, is the uh, party chair from the California Democratic Party. Uh, and uh, not the California. I keep giving you a boost. San County. San County. <laughs> <laughs> and the man who's going to call in in about 15 minutes wouldn't like too much of that uh, because that's Eric Bauman who will be on the line with us, too, here at 730. Well, we're, we're hoping to elect him yes. as the, the chair of the state party. Yes. And uh, we, we, we certainly hope to do that. Uh, and I just had Robert Porter step into the studio. Robert has a show on uh, at 8 o'clock, uh, usually, called uh, Cannabis Corner. And we're preempting Robert today, and we're also preempting um, uh, a very nice show called Smart Health Talk with uh, Elaine McFadden. And uh, we appreciate them understanding we're doing this election coverage. We're going to go to a break, Carlos, for a minute or two, and we'll be back with more election results, more election discussion. We've got people filing in. We're having an election gathering here tonight. We've got food in the studio, people, excitement. This is an exciting night because we've had so many people. Uh, candidates, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, uh, Chris, about the candidates that came to the Inland Empire right after this two-minute break. Oh, no. Out of toner. Off to the store to buy another expensive cartridge. Hello, Dave. It's your printer. What? Hey, I just want to go out and buy some toner. Dave, I can't let you do that. Wait a minute. You're my printer. Printers can't talk. Why are you buying expensive toner, Dave? I buy it at the office supply store. Dave, your company expects you to save them money. How can I do that? By going to the source, Dave. When you need toner, you have to go to the source. DiscountOfficeSource.com DiscountOfficeSource.com Here it is. You're right. Unbeatable prices. Fast and free delivery. Now, Dave, order all your ink and toner supplies from DiscountOfficeSource.com and start saving money. Unbeatable prices with fast and free delivery. For all your ink and toner supplies, make sure you go to the source. DiscountOfficeSource.com and start saving money. 
What have I learned so far? I've learned that there is no one path right for everyone. I've learned that without my high school diploma, I can only do so much. My options were limited. I found a free personalized learning program with Learn for Life that has a flexible schedule so I could keep my job while earning my high school diploma. I found new career training opportunities that would jumpstart my future. What have I learned so far? I've learned that I can change my life. Are you 14 to 19 years old and looking for a free high school diploma program with flexible meeting times? This program allows you to keep your job or important family responsibilities while earning your high school diploma. If you've fallen behind on credits or dropped out of school completely, get back on track with free tutoring, a caring faculty, and one-on-one attention. For more information on how to reach your graduation goal, visit learnforlife.org. That's L-E-A-R-N, the number four, L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Or Enroll today by calling 877-360-LEARN. That's 877-360-LEARN. KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM is San Bernardino Strong. KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. The stations that leave no listener behind. And it is election night. Election night coverage. On your CNBC, NBC News affiliate, I have Lacey Kendall with me. Uh, and good also, good evening. Uh, we have got Carlos in the studio uh, doing the engineering. Also, going to say hello to Paul Rosso, who's uh, here. And also, we have uh, Chris Robles on the line. Chris uh, is uh, the chair of the San Bernardino County Democratic Party. And uh, he's up for election as well as all the uh, San Diego County Central Committee members and Republican Central Committee members. Chris, you want to talk about about that and how that works a little bit? Sure. Um, so uh, the uh, the county parties are representative of the voters, and the voters every four years now it used to be two, but now it's four years uh, when we elect the president of the United States uh, in the primary. Uh, you also get to elect delegates to represent you. There are six for every assembly district. Now, not every assembly district has an election because uh, sometimes people don't, uh, not enough people run for the seat. So those don't appear on the ballot. But uh, unfortunately, mine <laughs> does. Uh, we had a, a good number of people, but that's always a good thing. That means there are a lot of active Democrats, uh, people who are, are interested in participating in the party, and in the party process. But what we do is uh, today elect the delegates to represent each of the uh, assembly districts to the county Democratic Party. The technical term is the San Bernardino County Democratic Central Committee. But that's kind of uh, a strange name to people. It's easier to just let everyone know it's the Democratic Party for the county. And uh, we serve for four-year terms. And we meet monthly, and our activities are basically to elect Democrats in this county, uh, up and down the ballot. But the, probably the most significant thing we do beyond that is that we actually endorse. We endorse Democrats in any race that has a Democrat in it mm-hmm. uh, here in the county. We endorse from the county level down. That means from the Board of Supervisors all the way down to, as I like to jokingly referred to as the dog catcher. Every local office in this county, we have a say as to who the party endorses. And they automatically become the endorsed candidate of the state Democratic Party. And then the uh, state Democratic Party does the endorsements for the Assembly, Senate, and congressional races. And then, of course, the national convention for the president. 
Mm-hmm. So that county, uh, the the county uh, party, has a lot of influence uh, overall, uh, even going all the way up to the state. It does because we we are we are grassroots. You know, one of the other activities that we do is we we uh, support, encourage the uh, creation and and the uh, uh, the uh, long term uh, uh, growth of our democratic clubs. That's truly grassroots. Mm-hmm. We're sort of in the next level up. We have the official capacity of speaking on behalf of the party here in, in San Bernardino County. And uh, and so, yes, you're right. And then a lot of our members, because we are active Democrats, are not only active in those clubs, but they're also active at the party level. And we have a good number of people who have become delegates to the national convention. We don't have a super delegate yet. I'm hopeful someday <laughs> that we will from San Bernardino County. But uh, and that's that's assuming that they, they stay in existence, but um, uh, but we do have a good number of people who will be representing our county uh, in uh, Philadelphia for the convention. Okay. So it's very exciting to be part of the party, especially especially on a day like this, yeah. with just so much activity, uh, so much uh, so many so many more new people coming out to vote. Uh, we just hope that they'll continue to participate with the party. And there are many ways, if anybody's listening and they're interested, there are many ways to participate in the party. Um, the, the simplest, easiest, and probably the best way to start is to join a local club. Mark, you know a lot about that, don't you? Yeah, uh, and, and I do. Okay, disclaimer here. I was, <laughs> I was kind of prompting Lacey to ask who your oh. first vice chair was. And I guess oh, that would be me. Oh, oh okay. I see. <laughs> Little disclaimer here: I am a Democrat, and uh, I'm trying to give fair and partial, yeah, impartial if, and balanced. If I could jump in right here and say to those listeners that might be wondering, how is um, how is this gentleman here, Mr. Westwood, going to comment on this particular uh, 23rd Senate Assembly District <laughs> race? Well, the the answer is he won't. But I'll have some some comments, and I'll be uh, giving you the results of those as they roll. In tonight. Yeah, I guess I have that disclaimer to say too. I am also running for state senate, so yeah. uh, I am in the. I am we, on the we are so we're so happy to have you do that, Mark. Uh, <laughs> representing democratic values and and uh, and the voters of I'm which the there's honored. a significant amount in the twenty uh, third uh, Senate district. Four hundred twenty nine thousand. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yes. So uh, you know, Mark. Mark basically is, is uh, as the endorsed candidate. Mark Westwood is the endorsed candidate of the state and county Democratic Party. Uh, he uh, will represent them. And we're hoping that after today you're in the runoff, mm-hmm. and uh, we're hopeful that you'll you'll be in the runoff and uh, you'll continue to uh, represent them. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll be the ex officio, we're, the- we're hoping as well. And Mr. Westwood, I should point out, has been active in Democratic politics since I first met you. And when I met you, we were working on a radio uh, station across the street, and we were just kids. Yeah, we were. What happened? And you were already, you know, uh, pushing me to get behind causes that you (laughs) were passionate about. So this is not a new thing. 103.9 KBOM. We could say that. that, Yeah, that's what we were doing. And And then it was X1039, and now it's another radio station. But you yeah. haven't worked in radio in, 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 unless you, uh, unless for a long you time. hit one of those. Hit one of those and at a bump and been 
uh, <laughs> traded to another radio station. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Not by choice. But your <laughs> passion for uh, for causes out here in the Inland Empire goes very far back, very far. Well, well, and, and there's a lot of things I am passionate about. That's very, very true. Yeah. And I'm not going to give a campaign st- stump speech because we've already done that. I wanted to talk about how the Democratic Party, I hear so much of this, the system's rigged. And, you know, several oh. delegates. And- Wait, oh, I, I, I wanted to jump I, in over that. <laughs> Chris, could you do something? Because I've had so many people ask me the last few days, and you were getting real close to touching on that. You were talking about delegates. OK, uh, even on the on the lower level, could you explain to listeners who do feel like the system is is rigged against us? And what are delegates? Why, you know, my vote against their vote? Just explain how on a simple level, how a delegate is chosen. Could you? Well, delegates are chosen by the voters. Now, the, the these super delegates that people are talking about, that is a small handful of people. And they're not they don't just participate once every four years at the convention and and vote for the one one of the delegate uh, one of the uh, candidates for president that that really is not their job their job is to represent us for four years at the national level from California lead the, the party ones, the ones that we elect here yes so They're actually you know, committed delegates mm-hmm. yes they're uncommitted so, delegates so, they're not super delegates so, super delegates is some nickname they got all of a sudden by the media. Right. Exactly. Now, at every stage, every level of the party, there is it. Our party has gone out of its way since the the '68 convention to make sure that the grassroots have every opportunity to to participate, and it's a, a inverted pyramid. It really is. the 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 thing that that I think people are responding to in terms of this rigged system is that they're not familiar with it. This system isn't, you can't have a... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Big system because. It was set in place four years ago. Every four years, the party reorganizes at the national level. At that point, that's when all the rules are set in place, and then some. Some of the rules are changed every once in a while, uh, and that's what that's what these these super delegates do. They are uh, delegates that uh, uh, set the agenda of the party, uh, even when we don't have a national campaign. So. These things were set in place long ago. The rules have been published. They have been put on the websites of the party. And uh, 
and they're the operating procedures of the party. They're called so, uncommitted delegates. They're not super delegates. They're not super. They're just well, they can be go. swayed. They're congressmen. They're yeah. They're they're elected officials. Well, they're the people that are put in place well, to lead our party. And, and speaking and of leaders of our party, speaking of leaders of our party, we're very honored right now to have to join the conversation, uh, Mr. Eric Bauman, who is the vice chair of the California Democratic Party. Hello, Eric. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, you joined the soup just in the nick of time. Uh, we had a person asking about superdelegates and whether the system is rigged, and I know that this is the best person on the line right now to answer this question. You know, superdelegates are super all right, but at the end of this night, the history that has been made that America has given first woman the nomination for the presidency, and that's really where we're at. Yes, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sorry that, and I think all Democrats are, we want to get as many voters to the polls. In fact, we still have 31 minutes, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have, we have, we have, 29, we have 29, 29, 29 minutes. minutes. Yes. Listen, and I always say this, whether you feel the burn or you're climbing the hill, you should go out and vote. I'm for that all the way. <laughs> But you know what? If you look at the results tonight across America, Hillary Clinton has, it looks like she is doing extraordinarily well, much greater than what anybody expected to have happened. And um, it's, it's a great victory. It's a great for America. And, and I'll say this. Superdelegates are people who are entitled to a vote. Those are the same people that... Bernie Sanders is willing to say that he wants to try to convince the vote for him. So it's so he's not quite so anti-super uh, delegates as some would make it be, right? But right. look, these are members of Congress. These are United States senators. These are governors. And these are elected members of the Democratic National Committee. These are not people who are, you know, who are, who are picked out of the hat. These are serious people who deserve their vote. Mm-hmm. And all of them elected by other means, and they are elected to be our leaders, and that's what they're truly there for. I want to give you uh, some results here, and you might want to write this down from San Marino County. I just got off the phone with the Registrar of Voters, and this is the result of the vote-by-mail uh, returns in San Marino County as of right now. It's pretty interesting here, uh, and I'm sure this is reflected throughout the state here. In San Marino County, the number of Democrats that have returned absentee ballots is 66,000. There are only 62,000 Republicans who have returned absentee ballots. No party preference, 12,000. And the people that who have chosen to be non-party but want to vote in the Democratic election for president, 4,000. So if you combine the 66,000 and the 4,000, of course, you know, we're doing extraordinarily well compared to the Republicans in, in vote-by-mail ballots. Well, isn't it a shame that Republicans aren't willing to open their primary up to independent-minded voters? Democrats are willing to trust independently-minded voters in California and say, join us, come with us, you get to be part of picking our choice. Well, you know, and we're going to get some of those no-party preference voters that didn't do that of those 12,000 people, too. 
So, you know, if you combine all those numbers together, it's it's going to be an extraordinary night in, in, uh, in San Bernardino County as uh, we approach uh, the time. The registrar voter has promised us that at 8.05 they are going to release the results. Uh-huh. It's going to be very, very interesting. At least the beginning of it. I can't wait myself. <laughs> I'm kind of on pins and needles myself, uh, especially with the 23rd Senate District. Look, I, th- I think... I think that this is going to be an extraordinary year for Democrats. And let me tell you why. Because, truthfully, regardless of which of these two fine candidates, Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, were to be our nominee, we're running against a maniac, a racist, a xenophobe, a misogynist, who thinks it's okay, who thinks it's okay to say, that a judge shouldn't be a judge because his parents are Mexican. And no, he doesn't think, and, and oh my God, because he's building a wall after all. Or perhaps, you know, Muslims. I mean, a Muslim shouldn't be a judge because, you know, we're not going to let Muslims in. I mean, he was repudiated today by his own Speaker of the House of Representatives yeah. who endorsed him. Today, <laughs> members of Congress stood up and said, I can't vote for Donald Trump. What does that tell you? It, it, that there has been a grievous error on the Republican side of the ticket that, that, that they're not going to be recovering from. And that's why we have the delegates that we call superdelegates. That's why we have, because their leadership, they wish they had those delegates. Uh, they, 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 there's nothing they can do. Their hands are tied. Uh, but let us be clear, okay? Uh, in the Democratic delegate vote, the superdelegates that everybody makes such a big deal of total just under 15%. There's only 712 of them in the entire country. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's some extraordinary number of them who can swarm all of us. There aren't. In a place like California, we're lucky because we have an overwhelming majority of our congressional delegation. We have two United States senators and a Democratic governor, and we have 19 elected members of the Democratic National Committee. Those are who our superdelegates are. Right. It's people that we trust and we know and have been voted on and elected by the people. But you know what? We need to not spend our time arguing about this. What we need to spend our time arguing about is what presidential nominee is going to stand up and make sure that we develop an economy that works for everybody. Make sure that we believe that health care is a right for everybody. Make sure that we believe that our children should have air that they can breathe and water that they can drink. Make sure that we believe that every child in America should have an education that is high quality and public and free. Make sure that we're not out creating new wars unnecessarily, but that, of course, we're not backing down and protecting America. That's what we need to stand up for, and that's what the Democrats stand for, and that's what our nominee will stand for. We don't know what Donald Trump will stand for because today he's for orange and tomorrow he's for blue. And then the next day he might be for orange again. Yeah, you're right. He he, he doesn't know from day to day, minute to minute. And then when he says, oh, you know, I'm going to build a great wall, the only great wall that should be built is the great wall that keeps him out of the United States. Well, Hillary Clinton uses a, a good example of, you know, when... President Obama made the decision to go in and get Osama bin Laden. And, you know, he asked everybody's opinion. He didn't speak on the subject. He listened. He had two ears and one mouth. He listened twice as much, spoke half the time, which Donald Trump should learn how to do. 
And then he said, go away, give me some time to reflect. Good presidents are reflective. They're deliberative. They, they, they think about things. It's not the first words that come out of their mouth. They're not tweeting left and right. This is Donald Trump, and this is the choices that America has. You know, here at the radio station, we have a lot of people, Eric, uh, on either side. You know, we have some Republican shows. We have Democratic shows. And we, we, we try to, to keep the balance going. And, but what's happening here among the Republicans, among, you know, Tobin and Aaron Brinker, who are our Republican morning show hosts for an hour, they don't like Donald Trump. They're not supporting him. We've got, you know, a general sales manager here who's Republican. You know, you know, we debate all back and forth. But he absolutely loathes Donald Trump. And you're right. The Speaker of Congress, you mm-hmm. know, Paul Ryan, is decrying him. Uh, well, let me, let me jump in there, Mark, and, um, and both of you gentlemen. Let me just say this, because there are listeners out there, because he's not without both votes. He's not without votes. The uh, The Washington Post had a, a very interesting article, and they challenged that. They said, so for, for all of these people that have voted, what are the, what are the things? And they, they came up with seven hard arguments that cannot be denied that are true when somebody's looking for good in Donald Trump. I'm going to share some of those That's with you. That's called framing, but yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but for those folks that are listening that, that, that did vote that are saying, hey, where's my side of the story? Where's this station that leaves no lister behind? Lace is, a, you know, is being the devil's advocate here. But okay, I am being the devil's advocate. I, you know how I, yeah. you, you know. Number one, Trump's success will shake up the political establishment. That's their first argument. Okay, it's a good argument. Number two, he's so rich he can't be bought. That's exactly why so many people uh, love Bernie. <laughs> Read them real we, quick because uh, I know that Eric's got some okay. great responses for this. Anything's better than Bush or Clinton. Okay? Uh, okay. He'd be a good negotiator. He would. Okay. His past. That's. that's- that's true because he filed bankruptcy on anybody who didn't uh, agree with him. <laughs> his five, his past experiences are impressive. Six, it would be amusing. And seven, America deserves something different. So that's and that's from the Washington Post. That's their, their argument of things that uh, that are that are legitimately challengeable. It sounds like David Letterman or, or feel one free of those to retort. Yeah. Feel free to retort. So, so let, let me just say this, okay? <laughs> let, let, let's start off with the fact that, you know, people made a big deal because suddenly the polls tightened up after Trump kind of became the Republican nominee. And let me explain to you how this works. Once the primary ended, once all of his opponents dropped out, Republicans, by and large, consolidated. Now, the truth of the matter is he only holds 65% of Republicans. There are much larger numbers of Republicans saying they won't vote for him than have ever said that about any Republican nominee in the history of our country. For Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, they've remained engaged in what is a real primary. So the Democratic Party and the Democratic supportive voters have not yet consolidated. But let's be clear about something. Americans are not misogynists. Americans are not racist. Americans are not xenophobes. They're not going to vote for somebody who voices the language that this guy voices, that even the speaker, the highest-ranking Republican in America, had to repudiate him today. 
And when Mitt Romney ran for president four years ago, and he ran so far to the right, they said to him, well, how are you going to get back to the center? And his campaign manager said, oh, it's easy. We're going to shake our etch-a-sketch and wipe it all away. You know what? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Mitt Romney couldn't do it, and Mitt Romney was mild when you compare him to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a prevaricator. Donald Trump is somebody who, who brags about using bankruptcy and laying off his workers in order to, to make money. Donald Trump exemplifies somebody who sends jobs overseas, and now he's going to attack free trade agreements that send jobs overseas. This man is an amazing bundle of lies and distortions and distractions. And guess what? America is not going to vote for this guy in November. Here's what I think happened and how it, it started rolling across the country with the Republicans. First of all, Donald Trump was nothing more than a bunch of sound bites at first. Mm-hmm. Make America great again, those types of things. They went to the rally, and he was just, you know, the minister. And I heard about people who went to these rallies, Bernie people even, went to these rallies to see what was going on. And he just said the same things over and over and over again. And he was just exciting those masses of people. But those people voted before they really heard what Donald was Trump was about because they were voting by mail, absentee ballots. That's been a big thing all across the country this year. And, you know, the cold weather and everything else, you just put your mail in the ball. So they really didn't know Donald Trump. I think there's probably a lot of Americans now that would wish they could take those votes that they cast for Donald Trump back because he's been such an anachronism. And, uh, it, you know, that, I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. I still scratch my head that, you know, the, the guy, you know, that, that's anti-women, that, that, that's, you know, anti, you know, diversity in all ways, shapes, or form. Uh, that's not the America that we know. The, the, the America that is the, the, the poem at the Colossus poem at the bottom of the state, Statue of Liberty. This is not America that Trump is representing. I, I, I just don't get you how know, he happened. But he is here, and now he's here, and we have to deal with it. He is, and I think the, the, the ones that are the most nervous are exactly what you just mentioned, that, that Republican Party. The, uh, just this week, I'm talking four or five days ago, Mitch McConnell was on NPR saying he's finally behind him. The next day I saw him on television saying, why did he say that? <laughs> well, they're, they're like Bob Dole. They're having that loyalty problem, the loyalty issue. Yeah. They want to be loyal to their party, but they can't be loyal it's to their hard. party and loyal to the values that even Republicans have. Uh, we've got 15 minutes, folks. I want to break in just for a second. If you're driving down the road and you've forgotten... You know, go to your polling place if you can get there in 15 minutes. If you can't get to your polling place and you're stuck somewhere in San Bernardino near Waterman and Rialto Boulevard, 77 West Rialto Boulevard is the registrar voters. Drive on in there. They will take you right up until 8 o'clock. And, you know, if you have your ballot and you get it postmarked, if correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, if you get your postmarked ballot in the mail and it's postmarked today, they will still count it. Is that correct? As long as it arrives within the next 72 hours, yes, that's correct. Yes. Wow, there that's, you go. Uh, that's been, you know, remarkably changed. You know, the, the Democratic Secretary of State, Deborah Bauman, uh, changed a lot of things for us to make voting easier. And, and she's to be commended. And one of those things is this particular policy. Also, you know, that you can, you can uh, register to vote online. And then our governor, our Democratic governor, Jerry Brown, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enacted motor voter registration and uh, those are some great things that that, you know that was that was a terrific that was a terrific bill um 
that was supported, sponsored by Secretary of State Alex Padilla and, and written by um, uh, a wonderful assembly member, Lorena Gonzalez from San Diego. And it will ensure that the greatest number of people get registered to vote. And the problem with that is the voters who, or the potential voters who don't normally get to register, are those who work the hardest, are those who have the greatest needs from our from our government in, in, in terms of protections and support, and they're the people who work so so very hard. And the fact that they will no longer be left out of the system just because they didn't get a form in in time because it will happen automatically. That's extraordinary. Exactly. Um, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to, you know, we are so fortunate in California that we have Democrats in all five offices that are, they're not trying to do voter cards or, you know, in Arizona, we had all kinds of shenanigans going on. And in Texas, they took the Democrats had to vote in one polling place, and the Republicans had to vote in another polling place. And, of course, they moved the Democratic polling places at the last minute, and they were having trouble finding their polling places. And there were extremely long lines at the Democratic polling places and at the Republican polling places that were zipping in and out. Tell me that there's not some shenanigans going on there. We're so fortunate in California to have what, what we have. That is for sure. I uh, certainly agree with that. Um, Eric Bauman is the person we have on the line right now, and Eric is an, an esteemed friend of mine, and he's also the vice chair of the California Democratic Party, and we might be hearing him as the chair of the California Democratic Party uh, by the end of the year, I believe, or, or next year. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. If that happened, that would be next May. Next May. But, okay. you know, I, I can't, you know, imagine such a thing. How, how could you think <laughs> such a thing? Oh, come on, Eric. We know you're running. <laughs> but we're so very, very, very happy. Right, right, now, right now I'm working hard to elect Democrats, okay? We've got a big election year this year. We've got a lot ahead of us. And um, we have a lot to be proud. I, I'm, and you know what? I want to make sure that Democrats from the Inland Empire to the Central Valley, from L.A. to San Francisco, all along the coast and all along the fish hook, as they say, win. Because California is a beacon for all of America. We're the place that Democrats all across this nation look to to prove that it can be done, that we can be successful, that we can be victorious. And I think we've done such a good job. I think under Governor Jerry Brown with Democratic leadership in our state assembly and our state senate, we've proven that we can raise the resources necessary to make our state work again, to begin investing in our state again. And whether you talk about the fact that today three and a half million people have health insurance who didn't have it just three years ago, whether you talk about the fact that we have been able to invest more than $8 billion again in our education system, or whether you talk about the, the groundbreaking, record-breaking work we've done to try to fight climate change, that's what makes California a place that everybody looks to. Mm -hmm. Well, we have Lacey Kendall in the studio with us, and I didn't get a chance to introduce you to her. This is Lacey Kendall. She was the former general manager here, and she went up and got a nice cushy job at California State University, San Bernardino, <laughs> and she's working in the media department up there. And I'm so very, very envious of her. But one of the reasons I'm so very envious of her mm -hmm. is because last week she had a very, very special person on the on campus, campus introduced by Congressman Pete Aguilar, and that was Hillary Clinton. Tell yes, us a little bit about that. 
Well, Hillary, um, I will tell you, it was it was rather interesting. Um, the folks did, just like you've seen on television, started lining up uh, way in advance, and it was an extraordinary day to do so because suddenly it was uh, well into the hundreds, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a hot day to be standing out there in line. Uh, flying overhead were uh, private planes with messages on the back, much like you see when you're sitting on the beach, and it says, "Get go get yourself some copper tone." Only that wasn't the uh, the the flavor of messages that they were. <laughs> yes, they were, um, equating Hillary with um, what was it? Equating Hillary with crime or prison or something to that effect. You always have those people that are the, the weird extreme people. Yeah. You know, I think but, that Hillary's been attacked so badly, and, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but tell us more about the experience for a few minutes more. Well, I'll tell you what was great. Uh, in, I, I think what was so well received by the folks uh, in San Bernardino, in, that, uh, in the, um, the den, as they call it, which is a, a gymnasium that's been there for many years, but... Uh, Coyote Den, yes. Yeah. I think what they enjoyed the most was that she talked very personally about this area. It did not come off as, you know, just one of many speeches Mm -hmm. and and the the bits, the sound bites that you hear on the news at night. She talked about how painful it has been to be in the Inland Empire, not just in the last year, but in the last many years. She talked about the economy, uh, the economy turning and uh, and us going from all American city to all the way back to that. And then what it feels like and uh, how keenly aware she was. So she is somebody running for president that's keenly aware of the issues of San Bernardino and the Inland Empire. Yeah, and flew out Inland Empire like it was it was a term in the tip of her tongue on a regular basis. And that was it was whether it's whether that's the case or not. It was extremely well received, and people felt very warm about the fact that she knew, uh, or at least appeared to know who we are and how we feel. And I think that was one of the good things that uh, that she did for trying to capture votes if she wanted to capture ours. Yeah, and, and I, I've heard lots of great things about Hillary Clinton. She right now, without you know, super delegates, she has pledged delegates, 1,875 delegates. Uh, and uh, that is way ahead of Bernie Sanders. And, and, but if you're voting for Bernie and you're standing in line, don't get out of line. Don't no. You you go and you cast that <laughs> vote. Don't get anyway. out of line. Vote, baby. Vote. vote anyway because you have that right, and Bernie has that right to run. Yes. And well, and, and, right. and, and, and I want to say something. Let me, let me just grab there for a second. Let us remember that voting for president, while it's the most exciting thing, it's the thing that draws the most people together. It, it's the thing that gives us cause to vote. But there are. 80 assembly seats, 20 state Senate seats, there is a United States Senate race, and many, many local races that are all on the ballot. And if anybody decides to stay home because they're frustrated about the turn of events in one race or another, presidential or otherwise, they're depriving their candidate who would represent them of their support. And, you know, you mentioned Pete Aguilar, and I love to do this just purely to embarrass him. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete was my intern. Pete was my intern back 
16, 17 years ago in the governor's office, and then later worked for me when he worked in the Inland Empire office for Governor Davis. To see that young man in Congress doing such an extraordinary job representing California in the Inland Empire, I am so proud of him. I can't tell you. And to see his last opponent, Chabot, and Joe Baca trying once again to try to take him out, i got to tell you, I think the Inland Empire is going to rise with a bright young man who really, really represents the community. And, and, and Pete is a terrific guy mm-hmm. whose instincts and whose, whose heart are really in the right place. And I think that the IE should be very proud of having him as their congressman. I uh, know Pete, and he's a good friend of mine. And let me tell you, he has represented us well and done an outstanding job. And he did an outstanding job, by the way, of introducing uh, Hillary Clinton uh, just a few days ago. And, and we played that. We interviewed him here on the station. Uh, and we've interviewed the other people, too. Um, and uh, I, I tell you, he is a great candidate. Let's talk about the U.S. Senate race here for a minute. How, you know, Kamala Harris is the Democratic Party endorsed candidate. And uh, she is the candidate of choice of the Democratic Party. Um, but we have 33 candidates on the ballot. What, what's your take on that, Eric? Well, listen, all of the polling makes it seem like it is going to be a runoff between two extraordinarily powerful, talented, mm-hmm. capable women, Kamala Harris, our attorney general, Loretta Sanchez, the Congress member, from Orange County. And this is in spite of the fact that Charlie Munger, the billionaire who has invested tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars in one of the Republican candidates to try to salvage them. This will be the first uh, United States Senate race in California's history where it's two Democrats running off against each other and not a single and not a single uh, Republican running. That is amazing. By the way, I, I have to say that while we're standing here talking, New Mexico, which was not a state that Hillary Clinton was expected to do well in tonight, she just was declared the victor in. Wow. And, and, and she's also been declared the victor, I believe, in New Jersey, hasn't she been? In New Jersey, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's currently, at the present moment, uh, leading in Montana, though it's a very small percentage of the vote that's in so far. North Dakota was called for Bernie Sanders. But Clinton is leading by two and a half points in South Dakota with 78% of the vote in. And that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... This is this is a this is a good night, but I want to get back to California for a minute before we run out of time because I know we're on the short end of it. It is extraordinarily important that Californians cast their votes tonight, and I know there's only a few minutes left. If anybody still has their absentee ballot, their vote by mail ballot, take it to the closest polling place near where you are and drop it off. Um, you can do it if it's postmarked before midnight tonight. It's still good as long as it's received within the next 72 hours yeah. under the law. It's very important, not just for the presidential race, but for the United States Senate and Congress and Assembly and Senate, State Senate, and all the other races. And I don't want us to pass that up. Great contests have been decided by a few votes. 
And this is very, very true. And, you know, I want to give people another picture in their minds. You know, I go to visit my father's grave at the Riverside National Cemetery. And, you know, I'm very proud of my father. On his tombstone, it says Vietnam, it says Korea, and it says World War II. And he's not alone. There are, you know, tons of people out there that did the ultimate sacrifice for their country in Iraq and in Iran and and, in all these places. You know, how hard is it to make sure that you get a ballot marked? Takes two yeah. or three minutes, yeah. and get you know drive it down to the Redlands Post Office in San Reno County. That's where you drive it to, or up in Victorville, the main post is out there. They still postmark your ballot by midnight. You can mm-hmm. still vote, even though only in a couple minutes the uh, polling places will be cutting, you know, shutting down here all over the uh, state. Uh, we we are right here up to the minute, and it's so very very good to have Eric Bauman. The vice chair, yeah. a very, very important man who may be the chair of the California Democratic Party, I predict, in May of next year. Here, here. Uh, a very influential person and is also currently the chair of the Los Angeles County Democratic Party uh, and a friend. And it's good to have you, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always glad to be on and, and, and to get to share my uh, not very personal opinions. <laughs> <laughs> not very unbiased. Neither am I, but you know what? I make no apologies for that. There's plenty of other radio stations and plenty of other radio programs the other way around. Uh, we have, actually have the fewer radio programs and people like us talking about these types of things. So I make no apologies. I, I take no prisoners. Yeah. I am a Democrat. I am proud of that, and I am proud of our values. But you know, before I let you leave, you know, I, you know, the values we talk about are American values. And, you know, how far have we gotten out of a skew that, you know, Donald Trump is representing the values of the other side? That's why we have so many Republicans that are just saying we can't vote for him and we're going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.